to another Refocus Conversation. My name is Christina. And my name is Barbara. And together with all of you, we are catalyzing a movement for purpose-driven and intentional living. Well, Barbie and I were having a conversation pre-recording, and we realized that even we don't listen to podcasts as much as we used to because we used to listen on our commute, right? And I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of us are not commuting anymore. And so we've stuck at home and we don't have that structure, that convenience set in place to listen to podcasts anymore. Let me just bring that up because it makes an impact on you listeners and us as we make the time to have these conversations. I have a little cold, that's why I sound like this. It is not coronavirus, no problem. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, it matters to us when is the most convenient time for when people are able to listen to podcasts and when they really have to make the time for it, you know, because when we're all stuck at home, it's I'd rather be doing this, I'd rather be doing that. So we just want to bring that up for you guys to we urge you to, to just stay motivated and continue to be motivated and to listen to our message of purpose despite this chaos times that we're living in and shared with others that message that people are really really in need to listen to even ourselves both chris and i (laughs) (laughs) are struggling out here guys (laughs) we are struggling it's hard to stay motivated truthfully it's it's not easy so we're there with all of you in every Mm -hmm. step of the way every sense of the word so we are continuing our series based on the areas of wellness today it is all about refocusing socially and we bring you a structured, short conversation where we're going to touch on the two most important components that make up our social well-being. That is communication and relationships. Now, when we say relationships, we're going to be talking about the three types of relationships. That is romantic, friendship or platonic. And the most important one, in my opinion, the relationship with ourselves. Well, let's start with communication. I would assume that most of us have heard adages about why communication is important to social well-being. But is communication a skill that we're actively trying to strengthen or a part of interacting with others that we just do whenever we need to? If it's a skill that we are trying to strengthen, there are two fundamental things that we need to consider when we're in the midst of any communicative interplay. The first stems from Plato's confession that he knew that he knew nothing. No matter how much we know, or will eventually learn, we will never know absolutely everything. Thus, we're always working off of assumptions that we've made. The second fundamental notion that we must keep in mind is that most, if not all of us, just want to feel validated. We want to be understood, and we usually welcome empathy. If we make these key points the foundation of our interactions, will have an easier time navigating the complexities mm-hmm. of communication. We, by default, honestly, tend to frame everything from our own point of view. And that's natural because that is the perspective that we have the most experience with. I think this is best exemplified when we're having conversations. In our typical chat with a friend or a coworker, how many times do we say the word I or turn the conversation back to ourselves? Here's a challenge. And your next conversation tries to use the word I as little as possible. And if, the, if you become the topic of the conversation, then your task is to find a new topic as fast as you can. This little exercise is meant to demonstrate just how much our self-interest 
permeates our interactions. And honestly, once you start picking up on it, you realize we say I so many times and I wince now. I wince every time I say I because it's just so much more prominent. That's a cool exercise. I want to try it now. And just as we are just as we are blinded by our egos and our selfish needs, so are others. This truth is likely to be the root of most of our conflicts and misunderstandings. In a communicative encounter, it can be beneficial to question our assumptions about the other person's intention, as well as understand that he, she, they appreciate validation and sympathy. This moment of hesitation can prevent new conflicts and help solve those that have already developed in our relationships. As Barbie mentioned, we'll be addressing social well-being within the lens of three types of relationships. We're first going to start with the spiciest <laughs> romantic <laughs> romantic relationships. Spicy. Even if you've never been in or are between relationships, it's part it's a part of life that most of us will experience and one that has serious influence on our happiness and development. There is always room for improvement, preparation, and reflection. Mm. That most of us will experience or not, you know, also shout out for those people that just escape romantic relationships. You're not missing out on much. <laughs> <laughs> but that is very much a debate and just to comment a few things on on your perspective on communication chris that you mentioned how last week our episode we talked about the scenario right where the movie scene typically where one person gets mad at the other and is usually the people are dating and the girl screams at the guy and gets mad of how she's upset that the guy doesn't know why she's mad and he, the other guy is not understanding why the other person is upset. So this constant fight, you know, of misunderstanding. There's an old saying that everything in life is a communication problem. Every problem that exists is because of communication. And from misunderstanding between countries that lead to massive wars or to one-on-one -on -one discussions that can result in arguments, everything in life could really be drawn back to it's all about communication the way that we express ourselves knowing how to communicate and doing so effectively is, is a skill that we need to survive you know it, we can be passive about it and and conform we need to thrive in it to be able to communicate and and understand what is said as much as what isn't uh, we also mentioned last week how you must be able to not only listen to what your partner says if it's a partner or another other ex-relationship um, but why and how they say it and the way that their words are expressed the tone and the pitch the body language these all screamed loudly mm -hmm. that's because sometimes we try to hide what we're feeling with our words we we say we're okay we say nothing's wrong but our body language betrays us so if you as a person are able to be attuned to other people's body language then it's it'll be easier to understand when something's wrong instead of saying okay they said they were not okay then they must not be they said they were not they said they were okay <laughs> then they must be fine yeah yeah so do we believe their words or the way that they appear and i think it's so cool just a personal opinion when you let's say you're dating someone and the fact that this person knows you so well that they know mm. something is wrong with you right maybe they even actually know what's wrong with you in that moment but it's like you giving importance on the fact that 
your body speaks for you as much as your words do and people mm-hmm. give you know react in terms of that vibration and what you, that energy that you give off and mm-hmm. uh, so when it comes to romantic relationships we gotta take a moment to discuss these two points each of the sections today that we're going to talk about they're laid out with two takeaway points uh that to, you can reflect on throughout the week so point number one the person that you are with doesn't complete you they complement mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. tv shows movies and media they paint an image of love that says happiness doesn't require effort that love is easy it is in compromise love is phrases like i am nothing without you well today we're telling you that no i'm <laughs> sorry yes you are you are a lot with or without a romantic other mm-hmm okay one more time for the people in the back (laughs) okay we've been living this life for so long you were a whole person before your significant other came into your life and believe it or not you will continue to be a whole person even if they end up leaving for a lot of us in our first relationships it's easy to adopt a lot of the same interests and hobbies as our partners either as a way to impress them or find things in common with them which is fine. That's completely fine. And you'll also find that couples tend to pick up the same mannerisms and develop similar senses of humor, which makes relationships really fun. The problem arises when the line between you and your partner starts to blur and not in a cute and romantic way, you know, no, it's when you've lost all the aspects that define you as an individual. Isn't that crazy, though, that actually physically becoming one with another person because of the time shared together? What you're saying, Chris, of actually blurring personalities and hobbies when you're with another person and how we've come to normalize that. You know, also we see so many people that it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, it's a relationship, but they're going to a party (laughs) and they have to be with the same (laughs) friends or they have to be doing the same thing. And it's like, what do you mean? You went hiking, you didn't go with your partner. Are you guys mad at each other or something? It's like, no, we actually live lives outside of each other. And that is, is what it's supposed to look like. We've been raised to think this way. You know, coming back to this whole love idea, that point number one that we mentioned, that love is drama, you know, and it's that love is only that relationships, romantic relationships is only what we see in movies and it's intensity and it's just pure emotion. And you were raised to just have this mentality and that's what we look for. And we end up paying the price for, you know, an image of a relationship that we never even took a moment to decide on. So we get involved in these romantic relationships and we never even take a moment to figure out what is it that we expect and what is it that we want to receive. Especially if you throw social media in the midst, people want a relationship for the clout. They want a relationship to say, hey, I'm in a relationship, I'm not single. And obviously this is just a small minority. But going back to the point of lines blurring between partners, it's insane. We are social creatures and this is one of those instances where it really shows however in most sturdy relationship most sturdy romantic relationships both parties enjoy spending time with each other and sharing their hobbies but are also comfortable with pursuing their own goals and expanding their interests on their own and that's just so important i i think it a lot of times just goes underestimated that perspective and point of view now point number two is fall in love with a person for who they are not what they could be 
let the red flags awaken you from your fantasy because another person's potential could be your expectation wow. and your goals or your desires and not theirs there is no these are the things i put up with for love what you ignore and what you allow your romantic relationship will create the surface that you stand and walk on so choose wisely and choose for yourself and sometimes it may be the things that in the beginning of the relationship you think oh this is cute and this is quirky but in the end they they become a wedge that drives the two parties apart your point barbie also reminds me of a meme or something that i read a long time ago that said when starting a relationship men expect women to stay the same while women expect men to change the this idea is very similar to lyrics mm. from a Janae Eiko song that i love when mm. she's talking about a failed relationship she sings the lyrics shame on me for changing and shame on you for staying the same now is the original idea a little sexist yes 100% but the point still remains we often start relationships with certain expectations about who our partner will be as opposed to who they are when we talk about red flags it also doesn't mean things like you know the person chews with their mouths open although <laughs> that could be a red flag <laughs> for some <laughs> but we're also talking about things that are you know sometimes i have had conversations with with people and they are just so clear on what they are just completely disturbed by their other significant person and they know that's the root of the problem but they don't want to admit it because they've come to normalize and accept that that red flag th they're okay with that they'll let that one fly and it's like from the beginning they're just so important for us to just sit down and realize hey maybe that could be a problem maybe because of that i shouldn't continue that far and also what you mentioned on the gender differences okay so let me see if i understood it correctly so women are supposed to stay the same and men are supposed to change i, I don't know i don't know about suppose supposing but the idea is that when a guy goes into a relationship he's like i really like this i really enjoy being around this girl and obviously this is very traditional gender roles so let's keep that yeah. in mind yeah, yeah, i really like being around this girl she's great and the girl in this scenario this very sexist scenario is thinking I like him now, but imagine what he could be. <laughs> like we can, we can, yeah. we can tweak some things a little bit. We can, we can work for totally, some, you know. Totally. So it's people are they're going in thinking, <laughs> for example, the not for example. In conclusion, the guy is going and thinking, I like her. She's great as she is. Let's keep it. Th let's keep it this way. And the yeah. guy's thinking, the girl is thinking, I like him, but he could be better. So with a woman being the fixer, right? That typical story. And the guy is quote-unquote settling yeah yeah but also the fact that it's like when the guy settles you know as part of that story then he becomes bored because she stayed the same mm -hmm. you know so it's just a vicious mm -hmm. cycle <laughs> all right sexism no thank you <laughs> <laughs> and just the whole idea of making someone change you know for you you know why would why would anyone want to change if it isn't for their own wants or needs mm -hmm. and if they do end up quote-unquote changing is that gonna last for long? Okay, if they move on from this relationship, are gonna are they gonna keep that same habits? Their heart probably was never in it. So as soon as something changes, they're gonna revert back to their their default. And also, before you're worrying about whether or not somebody needs to change, are you looking within? Like, 
are you looking to pick the speck? This is from a quote in the Bible, actually. Are you looking to pick the speck from somebody else's eye when you have a whole plank in your eye? Right? Do you have the ground to stand on to ask somebody to change? Wisdom. Wisdom and words. Moving on to the second type of relationships, uh, that is friendships and or platonic. Again, we have two points. Number one, the idea that your friends will be always on your side. And if you're thinking that a friend is supposed to never say anything to hurt you, then the power of friendship is going to complete waste. For me, being upfront and honest with those I care about is the most important thing. A true friend is someone who wants to help you thrive and wants to be there to witness it. We have a quick example with involves, which involves Chris in the picture. And okay, I don't exactly remember, but it, it was sophomore year of college. And I was starting to get to know Chris more, right? Of our journey together as friends. And I started noticing that every time Chris was upset or extremely hungry or something bothered her beyond her control, <laughs> she, <laughs> she used to get not mad, but the way that she reacted to a spe- to scenario specifically, she would just shut off. Like, she would just shut up, not talk to anyone, not look at you. It was like, she hated the world, and she hated you because you existed in it. <laughs> so, I one day finally, you know, gathered myself, my courage to confront her and have a humble, you know, friendly and loving conversation to tell her, hey, maybe I want to be there with you if something is bothering you, but I can't if you don't communicate with me. So if you're hungry, tell me and I'll bring up a snack Mm. or I'll be prepared. Or if you're upset, (laughs) tell me because I want (laughs) to at least know that what's going on with you, you know, but I can't do anything if you just shut off. (laughs) So that's a specific scenario. Mm -hmm. Wow. Man, let me just redeem myself quickly. Uh, I didn't realize I was going to be exposed this episode. Uh, so, yes, that's when love. Barbie first brought this, <laughs> that's love. It's, it, this is what it is, right? When Barbie, when Barbie first brought this to my attention, I think that was the first time I realized that this is something I do, right? And and that's that's the point. Sometimes we do things. Because ha- she had no exactly. idea. I had no idea. I was just like, I'm mad. Okay, let me be mad. And I, and I thought it was the best way because I realized I, I uh, concluded in my head, if I'm, I'm mad, I don't want to say anything crazy. Let me just not say anything at all. Let me just mind my business. But when Barbie brought that to my attention, I realized what she was saying, that if, if I'm not communicating, then how is the problem going to be solved? Right? And I'm not saying that it's something that I've perfected. I still have this tendency. But now that I know that I'm doing it, I'm better able to address it. To come back to the point of friends want to want to see you be the best version of yourself it's like it, it didn't matter to me it's the way that she reacted to things and whatever but in the long run if i sat down and think man whenever she has a problem later in life is she just gonna walk away and not tell anybody and the other person's just gonna be left hanging not knowing what's up it's like i just might as well tell her myself and it's not like she's gonna stop talking to me because i told her hey stop being quiet because you're hangry you know it's like it's not such a big deal and <laughs> that's point number one point number two Ooh, just one second. Just one second. I just want to talk about. <laughs> I just want to talk about the reason that this works is that there is a foundation of trust there, right? I I wouldn't think that Barbie would come to me and say something that wasn't going to be helpful. It might have hurt in the beginning, but when you know that person wants the best for you, you're more willing to listen to what they have to say. 
So point number two, the importance of big cleanups every now and then in relationships that are either platonic or friendships or pretty much any relationship that's not romantic. Every relationship that is not moving you towards purpose is weighing you down. And you're not a storage bin. Everything in your life takes up space. And let me tell you, not everyone should be your friend. Be picky. Having one friend that adds value Mm -hmm. to your life is worth more than 10 that don't. You are who you hang out with, right? Our moms were right. Our parents, our guardians, or your aunt, whoever said this to you. Because the people we keep company have tremendous influence on our choices. It's very hard to be productive and ambitious when the ones closest to you have a lifestyle that is the exact opposite of productivity and ambition. It's not impossible, but it would require a great amount of self-discipline. And echoing what you said, Barbie, and what we spoke about earlier, it can be hard to go up a ladder that is not supported by a wall. The best of friends are those who reinforce and challenge us to be and to do better. Now, the idea is not to avoid getting close to anyone that doesn't share your exact values, but instead it's making sure that those values remain our priority regardless of who makes up our inner circle. Now, the last form of relationship, like I said, perhaps one of the most important ones is the relationships that we have with ourselves. If we cannot understand ourselves, our passions, our goals, how will we emotionally invest in anybody else and others? So point number one, you're the only person who can make yourself happy. In her book, Emotional Detox, which is a great book, I strongly recommend it. It's written by Shiriana Boyle. She says that when we overfocus on others to provide us content, we disconnect from our ability to produce joy and we disconnect from our source of happiness, which is ourselves. And the last point, point number two, our society inclines us to disregard the importance of self-reflection, which is what we talk about here often at Refocus. I'm here to tell you that to know yourself, you must spend enough time by yourself to know when something bothers you and upsets you. You must be confident in who you are before you can add value to your life through other types of relationships. And that's something that we don't see often. Yeah, and to close the loop to uh, what we started to talk about in the beginning uh, with the pandemic and just different structures and lack of routine, this, and it can be hard to find the motivation to do so, but this time of chaos and and everything being unexpected is perfect for self-reflection. And it can be a little bit of time every day. It could be a whole day where you take the time out to do so, but... I, I don't see us as a generation having so much time on our hands anytime again in the, in the near future. All right, so for our refocus recap, good communication in all of our relationships will lead us to have a social balance and a well-being. In order to strengthen our communicative capacity, we must always remember to question our assumptions about the intention of others and that we all seek validation and sympathy all right so tease to our last next episode which will close off our season Mm, tune in uh we're gonna be wrapping up you know everything that we've been speaking about we're focusing in the five areas of wellness so last episode is going to be on spirituality this is refocus a podcast with christina and mark